Alrighty, hey ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel, and I'm super excited to be here with my good, good friend, Jasmine Aguilar. Ah, okay, so tell them something about yourself, Jess. Um, my name is Jasmine, and I'm a wife and a student and a mom to an almost teenager, and that's about sums up my life right now. Yes, she's about to graduate from nursing school, yeah. which is super cool. Um, okay. Well, and so today Jazz is going to help me to discuss the issue of building authentic relationship with our kids, because one of the things we can't disciple our kids well and be engaged in sharing the gospel with them, doing life with them, teaching them, training them, obviously without building a solid foundation mm -hmm. and relationship with them. It, and then the thing is they can see right through us, right? So that if we are in this parenting game to Call, tell them to sit down and to be quiet and to not be a part of things or to shut them down on every front, they're going to see right through the facade. Uh, sometimes, for me, I think in the, in the culture that we live in, uh, there can be this feeling that even in the summertime, it feels like uh, sometimes parents are looking for places to stash their kids uh, for weeks at a time in summer camps. And uh, I don't know, it sometimes can feel like there's a desire not to do life with our mm -hmm. kids, which is really what discipleship's all about, that we would spend mm -hmm. time together. And in fact, just like Jesus walked through life with his apostles, that's what, you know, that's what apprenticeship looks like. That's what mentorship and discipleship looks like. It's us walking through life with our kids. Mm -hmm. And I really think that um, building an authentic relationship with our kids is the bedrock for discipleship. You know, discipleship can't happen in any kind of meaningful way if we are not actively building a relationship with our kids. Mm -hmm. And so that means, you know, even when we have to discipline and train and say really hard things, because I do often mm -hmm. to my little people and my big people, but at the same time, after we talk about what the expectations are, maybe how they failed them, uh, the goal is that there would be repentance and then reconciliation, but that, and that we would come back together to be able to reconcile and then be able to move forward together in love, that they would know they are loved deeply and cared for um, and tremendously. And then we would be able to move forward in that and begin to build like stair steps of, of love and care so that our kids know how deeply we love them and desire to pour into them. Mm -hmm. um, so that every time the next wave of discipline comes, I don't know, we're not just breaking them down unto breaking them down, but we're breaking them down to then build them back up and then we break them down a little bit to build them back up. And the goal really of edifying them uh, in disciple as we disciple them. I also, Jazz, am super humbled by the second greatest commandment. Because when I started, when the Lord blessed us with kids, you know, you are totally unprepared in every way. And then, I'm, you know, the first greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with mm -hmm. our whole mind, soul, spirit, and strength. And, but then the second greatest commandment is to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I was super humbled in the beginning of parenting and even until today by that second greatest command that that equally applies not only to my neighbors and my adult friends mm -hmm. and my adult like colleagues, all the people that would be around me who are adults, but equally to my children. Mm -hmm. And that's weird because in the society that we live in, typically kids are not attributed the same level of respect or mm -hmm. kindness or, um, I don't know, somehow we, we in the culture, it feels like it's been made okay for us to speak down to our children mm -hmm. or to, and not that we do that as believers necessarily because, you know, the Bible is our standard, but I don't know, do you feel that some? Yeah, I think that our culture definitely pushes us to put our kids somewhere and to, I don't know, have them 
be seen but not heard. You know, I think that's an old mentality that still exists in our society. Um, and one of the greatest things in the my journey is being discipled amongst women that allowed me to bring my child to things. And, and it taught me to, while I'm being discipled, also disciple my child and keep her close to me. You know, that she is learning from how I'm teaching, how I'm existing, how what I'm doing, how I speak to people. And that starts with how I speak to her. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if we can love our kids, how we try to love maybe other people in the church or how we try to serve other members of the church, you know, it all starts at home and developing that relationship with them is how they're going to go forth and develop relationships with their friends and how they're going to develop the relationship back with us as their parents as well. Mm, Um, That's so true. That's so humbling. And so I think that's kind of scary, a scary thought because we want an everlasting relationship with our kid. You know, we want something that when we go away, they can remember how they loved Mm. their mother and how their mother loved them. And that's how they change the generations moving forward. Because we haven't all came from great relationships with our parents. And so it's important, I think. And it starts with that. Loving them, looking at them as our first neighbor, our closest neighbor next to our spouse. Mm, Totally agree. Well, and then you kind of touched on this. Uh, One of the things I wanted to talk about too was that really our goal for discipleship should be discipling not until kids are 18, Mm -hmm. not to just survive the teenage years and then to kick them out, but really discipleship with a mind that we would be discipling our entire lives, Mm -hmm. our children and those, anybody else that the Lord would place in our path. And I think that to me is different from even the way I felt like I was raised because I don't know. I feel like in my house, it sort of felt like the mentality was, you know, get to 18 and then you're out of here and you're on your Mm -hmm. own. And then I think between y'all and I, um, I lost my mama to a long Mm -hmm. battle of cancer and she died, you know, when she was still young. But I think about all the times now that I would love her wisdom or that I would love to hear what she would have to say or I love her opinion about something or I need her advice. And so it's been very humbling for me as a mom because I know I would, if the Lord allows me to live that long, I would love to be present and there for mm-hmm. my children. Yeah. And, that's and how, how they, when they start having kids, you know, yeah. I want a phone call of like, mom, when I went through this, you know, this is how it's not that I pushed her away further when she was going through something, but I received her well and loved her well through whatever she was going through. And now then she can pass that on to my grandkids, you know? Yes. I just think that's special and sweet and scary to look forward to, but super cool. Encouraging to look forward to and pushes me to be a better mom to her. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's all coming back to you later. Yes. And then I think one of the things, one of the other things that I'd love to say is that, you know, as we aim to develop character in our kids, Mm kind of like the last video that we did, um, that 10th day of discipleship, you know, learning to cultivate character in our children, that that is so important. The thing is y'all, we can't fake it. I mean, if we have no, if we don't have character, if we haven't spent time with the Lord, if we haven't, I don't know, engaged in our own pouring into scripture, Mm -hmm. asking other people to pour into us, modeling, uh, spending time in godly community, then we really have, we can't expect character Mm -hmm. out of our children if we are not putting character on display. And so that would be my humble encouragement to all of us really that we need to be cultivating even within ourselves Mm -hmm. character and godly values, integrity. You know, if we expect our kids to be honest, we need to show them what it's like to be honest. We Mm -hmm. need to model that for them. Honesty. If we expect our kids to be respectful, then we need to show them respect. We need to show 
what they see as we as we interact with other adults and other kids, mm-hmm. they need to sh- see us show respect because so much of what what they what comes back to us and what mm-hmm. they exemplify is from what they've seen. We just need to be aware of who we are and the example we're showing as mm-hmm. we aim to disciple our children because, like you said, they do spend so much time with us. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to hit on aiming to honor Christ in your relationship with your kids. And so, what would be your thoughts on that as we? Ultimately, you and I both serve mm-hmm. the Lord. And that for you, mm-hmm. ladies, as believers, we serve the Lord first. Yeah. And our kids have been given to us in a stewardship position from a holy God. And so it's our responsibility to steward them well. Mm-hmm. And so do you have any thoughts on that too? I would just add to that, just that our relationship with God is our foundation first. And so who we are as people and who we are as Christians and how we develop and Go out to disciple our kids and to disciple other people and be discipled. Um, the bedrock of, of the discipleship is um, relationship. And so I think that it's important that our kids see that, that we model that for our kids. Because um, in order to develop a relationship, a true everlasting, like you said, relationship with our kids, we have to have that relationship with Christ first. And so if you're not actively seeking it first, your kids aren't going to seek that first either. And that's ultimately our goal for our kids is that um, in discipling them, they also grow closer to the Lord. Not just us growing closer to the Lord and sanctification and all the things while we parent them, but that they would grow in their relationship with him too. Okay, and then we'll end with this. The last thing I want to say is I just feel like it's so important for us as Christians to make sure that our kids know that they have been made by the hand of God and made in his image and that that's what makes them valuable. It has nothing to do with how the world would attribute value to them in any Mm -hmm. way. And then mamas, I want to encourage you, and Jazz knows me so well. We've talked (laughs) about this a million times. Uh, But man, our kids have been placed in our lives by the hand of God for our sanctification. Mm -hmm. And so, and for their sanctification. Mm -hmm. So on both sides, God has been intentional to do just what he's done by placing Mm -hmm. your kids with their unique strengths and weaknesses in your care. And I can tell you in the ways that they hit all your buttons or push all your buttons, Mm -hmm. it's, it's by his design that they're doing it. And so, and in that somehow, mamas, we have to figure out how to raise them, train them, love them, disciple them in a way that brings God glory, mm-hmm. that builds them up, helps to put on display. We need to put on display their strengths and then in every way go to bat with them mm-hmm. over their weaknesses to help, to help see them where they're sinful and where they fall short, but help them not to stay in this place of sorrow or sadness mm-hmm. or feel shame for it, but in fact, with the goal to build them up, edify them, and to help push them forward in Christ, hoping that they can get firmly set up or, or really like that they can be shot out as arrows, as scripture says, to so that we they can go out and penetrate the enemy and then go out and make disciples themselves. That's the goal. All right, ladies, until next time, this is Christy and Jazz. Love y'all. See you soon.